This is HPR episode 2678 entitled, Explaining the Controls on My Amateur HF Radio Part 4, and is part of the series, HAM Radio, QSK. It is hosted by Mr. X, and is about 16 minutes long, and carries an explicit flag. The summary is, in this episode I cover the first four receiver section controls of the TS-940. This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. Welcome, Hacker Public Radio audience. My name is Mr. X, and welcome to this podcast. As usual, I'd like to start by thanking the people at HPR for making this service available to us all. HPR is a community-led podcast created by the community for the community. That means you can get involved too and contribute. Just pick up a microphone and record. You can use a phone, a tablet, a laptop... A computer if you've got such a thing. Um, I mean, I'm sure you must have something interesting to say. Okay, so this is uh, the next part in my series of the uh, controls of my controls of my amateur radio uh, Kenwood TS940S. Um, it covers... I thought this would be the last section, uh, but... Um, that we cover the receiver section of the radio, but as the receiving is the main function of the actual unit, it was a bit more complicated than I expected, and it was getting a bit long, so I split it into two. So there's one more final part after this, so there should be five parts in total. Uh, at least this one isn't too long, though it is rather waffly, so um, hopefully you won't all fall asleep. Anyway, sit back and enjoy. So... Now on to the final section, the receive uh, section of the radio. And um, the first uh, row, uh, the first knob in the top row, um, has a dual function. It's got an outer ring and an inner ring. And the outer ring, you may be uh, familiar with, is for squelch. SQL and it it actually if you've got a strong enough signal bizarrely I I, th- I didn't think you could you could really use squelch on, on, on sideband stations but you can it, it does actually work again clever circuitry I'll see if I can find a station and get it to operate let's just see if I just turn the 
where's the volume? Um, I've lost the volume. Here we have volume. Yes. So, so if we can find a station. Sounds German. So if I turn the squelch on. Now, that, that, just turn it on to the retouch. That's a squelch fully up. And, but what it does is it has a very slow, um, when you have, when you're on sideband, it, um, it, it has a very slow activation. So it's only if the signal drops for a number of seconds that the squelch then cuts in and silences things. But it doesn't, once the signal gets weak, it, it does tend to struggle a little bit. Um, now, I can simulate that, I think, if I knock in a bit of attenuation, let's just see. There you go. Oh. Oh. So there's actually so much noise in the band that it's still cutting in and out, so. There you go, that's it gone quiet. Open the squelch again. Yeah, so it's 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 not terribly useful on um, on on sideband, and, and I don't use it uh, generally speaking. Um, but it, if you use it, it is useful on AM or FM now. Um, so if I give you an example of if I go to. FM, you get this noise all the time. And if I turn the squelch up, there you go, open, close. So that's like, um, you know, it's like on CB or something that you turn the squelch up and it stops it, the that noise coming through all the time. So that's, that's squelch. Um, handy for FM and AM, but fairly useless on sideband. You can use it, you can, on a strong signal, you can use it. I have used it in the past. Um, Right, let's turn that off. And turn the scratch down. Yeah. So the next um the the inner control is called is for notch. And um I'm not sure how much I can I'm gonna carry on with this because this is getting quite long this uh, this episode. <coughs> but um notch um allows you to notch out a um, a, a tone, or a, uh, if, if you let's say you were talking to a, a, a station and then a Morse code station came in underneath, and it, it would be quite annoying. Or, or or even just a single tone, you get tones coming up. If somebody transmits keys up, you get a a carrier, a tone, a, you know, a whistle, and you can take that out with a notch with a notch filter. So I'll see if I can find a Morse code station, and, and I'll try it knock, no, uh, notching it out. So. See if we can find one now. Let's see. No, wait a second. Now, better still, can you. Oh no, the tone's gone. Well, there's a tone there, for example. So let's see if we can notch that out. Oh well. That's probably somebody tuning the radio, actually, tuning it up. So I'll, I'll put the notch filter in and listen for his tone. Oh, he stopped. Typical. Hmm. 
Just trying to get a, a tone that I can try and get rid of. There's a tone and Morse code. Now I'll try and notch that out. So, there you go, that's it out. That's a filter. That's it. That's it off. Okay, it's a notch in now. You can hardly hear the tone. Back on again. Off. There you go. So basically, what that does is it's a very narrow, um, a very narrow um, audio filter, which you can tune. So you can shift it up and down the audio spectrum. So let's say you tune it so that um, at, at a thousand a thousand hertz, so a thousand at one kilohertz, I should say one kilohertz, um, it'll maybe one thousand. Maybe it's a hundred hertz wide. So at one thousand and fifty and nine hundred and fifty hertz, that width of a hundred hertz, anything in that any anything between nine hundred and fifty and one thousand and fifty gets. Um, gets reduced in an amplitude and notches it out but you can adjust the, the frequency of that notch up and down so that you can take out um, a single tone of course if the tone changes to another frequency or if you've got two tones then you're stuffed um, with modern um, amateur equipment the um, they can these notch filters can, can follow uh, a moving tone and do clever things like that and Clever digital signal processing and whatnot. So uh, things have moved on since since this early radio, where you got to do do these sort of things manually uh, with a manual notch. Um, just do that again. So we've got another one. Yeah, another station. And he stopped. No, that station's come in. So that's off, loud, quiet. Yeah, so it's not perfect, but... Uh, Be here all day. That's, that's a notch filter. Quite useful that actually. Um, so next control along on the top panel, you've got uh, pitch and EF tune, and that's to do with adjusting the um, the pitch and tone of a CW station. I haven't used that very much because um, I don't do CW. I can't. Um, do CW as I said before. I I know about eighty percent of the alphabet, so that's not. Terribly good. Uh, you did to uh, tell the person sorry. I don't, sorry, I don't. I can't have a conversation because I don't know that letter you just sent. <laughs> um, right. Um, whew, this is getting a few long-winded, isn't it? Um, right. Next, next row down from those two knobs, the top knobs on the right-hand side. Uh, there's one, two, three, four, five, five latching buttons. 
RIT receive where I'm trying to find the button where is it RIT oh yes yes so um, <coughs> RIT receive uh, IT internal tune I should know what that stands for but um, you know basically normally when you're operating the radio um, if you're sitting on a frequency say you're sitting on I don't know, 7.1 megahertz and you're talking to a station <coughs> and another station comes in so, uh, but now he's a wee bit off and he sounds a bit a bit too high or a wee bit too low you've got to, you've got to tune the big main tuning knob so that you can hear him properly but if you do that then you'll move your transmitter and in the station you're talking the, the, then that'll upset the other station you're talking to who's listening to you because it expects you to stay on the frequency you were talking on even a, even a, a minor change uh, quite dramatically changes the, 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 the audio so if I, I'll give you an example of that so if I go let's see let's see Never find a station where you want it, eh? Um, so there you go. So that doesn't sound right, does it? Sounds like sounds like Pinky and Perky so um, you know if you were to adjust your frequency then that's how you would so might sound to the other station uh, if you were trying to tune your radio to listen to the second person who called in so you don't want to adjust your uh, transmit frequency at all so doing pushing the RIT button in it allows you to uh, tune your change the frequency of your receiver slightly to your, uh, without touching without affecting the transmitter so if you push the RIT button in um, then you got a beep and RIT appears on the main display and when you turn the there's a knob below the RIT and we, it's got RIT slash XIT and it's got a plus and minus on it and if you turn it then um, it, it changes the frequency of the receiver but it will not touch the transmitter and in fact um, what happens is the main display also the frequency changes um, and you're next to that there's, there's, there's two wee digits and they go up to tell you how many kilohertz you've shifted so I'm currently 5 kilohertz above where I was sitting before but the transmitter will not have, have moved so I can twiddle that to my heart's content um, and it doesn't affect where I'm transmitting, and what I can do is if I'm so there's so there's three of us having this conversation, uh, me, Jimmy, and Shuggy, and if I if Shuggy calls in, I can stab the RIT button, tune him in, listen to him, and then when Jimmy talks, stab that button and it jumps back to where I was before, 
so I can hear Jimmy okay. And likewise, when Shuggy talks, I push that button and it flips back to the other frequency so I can hear Shuggy. And I can flip that button back and forward all day and never touch my transmit frequency. So it's a, it's very, very useful. Um, there's You can do a similar thing with a transmit, but there's, you, you'd never want to adjust your transmit frequency, so I've never used that button. And I think we'll close at that and, and carry on um, because it's getting quite long, the recording. That's enough for now. Okay, so I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Uh, I'll leave it at that. I don't think I've got anything else to say. hope I haven't bored you too much. Uh, if you want to contact me, I can be contacted at mrx at hpr at googlemail.com. That's mrx at hpr the at symbol googlemail.com So until next time, thank you and goodbye. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me, listen carefully, listen carefully, what I'm about to say, what I'm about to say, is about to say, this year, this year, you will produce a show for HPR, you will produce a show for HPR, you will produce a show, 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 you will produce a show. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.